Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. few things in the world of racing last for 20, 30 minutes, never mind 40 or 50 years. It's a, it's a game, isn't it, the racing and the motor racing world where things tend to be quite transient. So having a history that goes back 50 years or 60 years is something to be proud of. And that's what we have for you now as we're here at Sebring. And we've got Porsche Cup Racing from Sebring International Raceway, live on IMSA Radio. The Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama on IMSA Radio. Well, once again, we're ready to go racing... The on-track action. All the news from the pits and paddock. This is IMSA Radio. So let's uh, take a look at the grid then for the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Here's uh, Greg Kramer with the runners and riders. Well, it's been pretty impressive what a young man by the name of Elliot Skier has been able to do this weekend. Getting the nod, it's the IMSA scholarship in partnership uh, with uh, Porsche and their scholarship program. Young driver stepping up from the MX-5 Cup Series, puts it on pole in his debut, the number 14 Wright Motorsports car. And guess what? A track record to boot, a 2-minute 5.849 second lap. He is up front. A gentleman in his second year of racing, still, I don't believe, uh, is uh, even 18 years of age. Another very talented driver moving to Kelly Moss this year. The number 21, Jesse Lazare, in the garage machine, is outside of the front row. Row number two on the inside, the top master's driver, and a very good driver, just plain in terms of the overall running. The number 15, cool sport, Wright Motorsports entry of Casey Coleman, joined by his teammate with Wright Motorsports, the number 16 of Mike Shine. Inside row number three, starting in the fifth spot. Uh, one of the veterans of the sport, he's a master's driver, comes down from uh, the Toronto, Ontario area every year to run at Sebring, runs in the Canadian Series full-time in the Mark Motors Racing number 88, Marco Cironi. Uh, it's a great guy, a great character. A driver who has upped his game noticeably since last year. Wonderful to see it. The number 37 for TPC Racing Masters driver David Williams starts sixth overall. Starting seventh, a young driver who has raced some in the Continental Tire Series, won an SCCA National Championship gold medal at the runoffs last year. For Fall Line Motorsports, the team decided to step up into the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama, and he promptly puts it in the seventh starting spot. Starting eighth, another young driver who has uh, made a move up. He has raced in other types of Porsches before, ran the MX-5 Cup last year. Now, with NGT Motorsport, comes Lucas Catania and his dad, who runs in the gold category, qualified eighth. Ninth, Santiago Creel for Wright Motorsports. He ran the full season last year in that bright Mexico tourism-sponsored number 60 and completing your top 10. Your pole sitter in the gold category. We'll explain those categories in a moment. For TOP Racing, the Mosing Motor Car 0-1. Top racing is Jeff Mosing, also a master's driver. So that's uh, your top 10 at this point. Jay Patel qualified 11th in the double zero, while Bill Pelichewski qualified 12th in the 74. Second in master, or in gold, excuse me, 13th overall, the number two of Sebastian Landy. Another team and driver moving up from a different series, this from the MX-5 Cup, and what a great job they've done. Third in gold, David Ducote for Kelly Moss. His dad, Wayne Ducote, fourth in gold. This is 15th overall. Then you've got the number 18 of John Getz in the platinum category for Wright Motorsports. He qualified 16th overall. Fifth in the gold category, James Leslie for Kelly Moss Motorsports, the 09. 
Sixth in the goal category, a veteran Marchiano for NGT Motorsport Circuit Racing in the 22. 19th, the number 56, and this is the overall order again. Uh, top racing, David Baker, and completing your top 20 overall is number 14, or excuse me, the uh, 89 of Oscar Arroyo for JDX Racing. Mike Levitas, mysteriously, really, in the goal category back in seventh. That's not where we see him running at all uh, that far back for TPC Racing. Hopefully they got those problems sorted. Now, Joe Catania, again, that young man, Lucas's father, running in the Gold Cup for NGT in the number 24 entry. 23rd, Will Hardiman, who was fast really quick in both of the practice sessions and a driver with zero racing experience but truly has the ability ran into a little snag in qualifying and just not able to muster the time that he saw in practice starting in the 24th spot 51 nola sports john crosby starting in the 25th spot the 65 kelly moss entry of frank seldorf a veteran and a master's driver the 34th sean mccaig for fiorano racing starts in the 26th spot 27th is the number 11 of dan whalen for kelly moss and actually he and paul barnard didn't get a time in qualifying we'll have to see whether they make it actually to the starting lineup so at least 26 cars possibly 28 and this the start of the 11th season of this remarkable championship with amazing support from Porsche Motorsport North America and Yokohama on those ENV R2 tires. Uh, it's a great program. Uh, Jeremy Shaw is with Greg Kramer and me, John Hindorf, in the booth for this. It's a couple of years, Jeremy, since uh, uh, you and I did uh, the full season of this. The quantity and quality has not diminished one iota since you and I uh, were watching this. Elliot Skier, a, a real uh, force to be reckoned with, has uh, come up through the junior ranks and now steps into a global formula. And, and that's the thing yeah. about this Porsche. Call it you know, here, we call it the Porsche GT Club Challenge USA. It could be Carrera Cup. It's so similar even to the Super Cup cars now around the world. You can drive one of these cars in so many different championships. Yeah, it's fabulous, isn't it? And uh, yeah, all of the drivers, uh, number one, enjoy driving these cars. It's relatively affordable. Uh, and uh, if, you, if your heart desires, you can race it pretty much anywhere in the world. It's very cool. Uh, we're going to see some great racing this afternoon. There's no question about it. It's a good field of cars. Uh, a lot of talented drivers here. Uh, several youngsters in there as well. A really good mix of veterans and newcomers. Without doubt. And the two differences in the classes is basically the age of the cars. The Platinum category, the 2014-2015, newer, the 991 platform GT3 Cup car. The Gold category, the 2010 to 2013 variants. It's just the newer car, a little bit more aggressive in aero, a little bit wider stance, a little bit more mechanical grip, a little more aggressive a downforce package. And one of the big things is it has paddle shift. The other is just sequential. The lights are out on the pace car, John. We are ready to go racing here at Sebring. Heart rates rising along with the revs here as the guys come towards the line. The green flag is in the air and we are racing. And the Porsche stream across the line. Got to love the sound of that flat six engine. That hasn't changed for the last 52 years. And straight away, the pole man, Elliot Skier, drops in, cuts across Jesse Lazar, and makes sure that he holds on to the point as he comes through the first couple of corners. All kinds of weird and wonderful lines been taken through <laughs> turn two that, frankly, in 16 years of coming here, I've not seen before, Greg. Yeah, it was a little bit different, wasn't it? Uh, but everybody pretty much, at least in that top group of six or seven, uh, just sort of felt in line astern uh, had you know maybe designs here and there although now the number 15 of Casey Coleman going to try a run at the exit of, of uh, turn six down into turn seven had a good head of steam little faint to the right there that was uh, in reaction by the 21 of Jesse Lazar and Coleman realizes early in this 45 uh, minute race don't do anything silly now but all of that little juking and jiving has allowed Elliot Skier to just stretch that margin a bit yeah, yeah. good point uh, he's happy days for Elliot Skier at the moment looks back and he sees what half a dozen cars lengths of oh nothing behind him yeah and just Jesse Lazer uh, for Kelly Moss Motorsports he's been very much at the front of this field yesterday in uh, practice and this morning qualifying as well but uh, he, he, he for me came into this race as the favorite uh, but at the moment he's been sh shown the way by Elliot Skier the young man from uh, based out of California made a great start there and here he is out in front in that kind of a 14. 
Great lines through that double apex left-hander, one of my favorite complexes here. Just so quick through there, then down through the gearbox a bit into that much tighter right-hand turn 15. And then this little bob and weave through turn 16 and onto that long almond straight. That white car with the yellow, yellow stripes, that's Marco Cironi. It looked like he had a little bit of a run on Mike Shine. And Mike didn't have the, the worst run through the, those corners either onto the back straight. Casey Kuhlman ahead of them. So Skier, Lazar, Kuhlman, Shine, Cerrone. And then uh, Williams, Long, Catania, Creel and Jeff Mosing for the top ten. And here's the opportunity round the outside in 17. I think not, Marco. Drop back in. That's a smart move at this part of the race. I wonder if he was thinking maybe just diamond the corner up, but you get yeah. into those bumps and suddenly they control your exit, not so much you, and he realized what was unfolding, but they've been able to gap David Williams, that gap from 5th to 6th now, uh, about 5-6 car lengths starting to build right behind him then is Andrew Long, Jeremy. Yeah, and uh, must have been some sort of a problem there for the uh, double zero car of Jay Patel. He started in the 11th position and comes past the end of the first lap right at the back. So a uh, problem for Jay Patel. Quick uh, spin, we're getting a uh, report. Yeah, right. Must have been somewhere. So uh, he will rejoin at the back. So he's got some work to do to work his way back through the field. But in the meantime, it's Elliot Skier with uh, a gaff of a second or so over the pursuing Jesse Lazare right behind him is Casey Kuhlman and Michael Shine and Michael Cironi. Now that Lazare and uh, and Kuhlman, Shine, Cironi at all have settled down a little bit, it looks like they've reeled Elliott back in just a bit, not a ton, but by a little bit. That margin definitely uh, is is down maybe by half over what it was. And I think they realize, don't get into this early battling yet. Get there, be close, and keep in mind we've been talking john all day now about the heat and how slippery this track is these yokohama tires are superb but you still have to manage them just a little bit and if you run them too hard early even though they'll come back if you damage them a little bit in these slippery conditions you're just going to be a sitting duck so i think everybody's you know really looking at it right now calm it down a little bit get a few laps in, let the fuel burn off, then let's see what we've got. The other thing that, if I know anything about these cars, and I've, I've watched them racing on several different continents and, and did the British series for quite a while, as a team, you have to make a decision whether you're going to set your car up to be fast at the beginning of the race or fast at the end of the race because there's no tyre manufacturer in the world, not even Yokohama, who can make a tyre that will be exactly consistent throughout the race on these cars. It's a real <laughs> big blocking manoeuvre down at the end of the back straight. That was very, very defensive indeed as they came down towards us that time. Looked like there was maybe a little run going on there, Greg, but uh, repelled. Borders were repelled there. Yes, Mr. Williams... Uh, um kind of dissuaded him a little bit there and that was Andrew Long in that brilliant blue number 47 those are the fall line colors he was close just could not uh, stick it in there before you saw Williams start to make that move yeah David Williams there in car number 37 that was defending that position into turn 17 he had his career best starting position for this race started in the uh, sixth place for David Williams that's a fine effort by him and uh, the youngster there uh, in car number 47 Andrew Long struggling now to try and find a way past him Jeremy Shaw along with Greg Kramer and me John Hindhoff as we're watching the opening salvos then of the 2015 Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama Alex Gear doing exactly what he needs to do, hitting his marks, turning through the corners. Meanwhile, the battles are all behind him, and he'll be very happy that uh, that is the case. Always nice to have a good battle, but any driver will tell you, if I can drive off into the distance, disappear and never have to battle with anyone, that's, you know, you get the same amount of points, Jeremy, as if you've, you know, fought your way through from 20th position. Yeah, and uh, we talked about it earlier on today and before the start of the race. You think the guys are going to look after their tyres. It's a long race this afternoon, so yeah. Uh, a 45-minute race, so they've, you know, they've got to take care of this Yokohama tyres. They are very durable, they do last well, but time management in this heat and these, this uh, humidity this afternoon, you're going to have to make sure you don't push too hard and get the 
you know, extract too much out of these Yokohama tires. Look there, that bright yellow car, the big M on it is Mosing Motorcars. That is your gold and gold masters leader, Jeff Mosing, who has worked his way around Santiago Creole in a platinum car and moved up into the ninth spot. Uh, he has uh, been one of the very big guns. Here comes Andrew Long. This time, ooh, no. so close. He just wasn't quite there, and at that point, that wasn't defensive. David just no. looked in his mirror, or Dave, yeah, said, nope, you're not there, mate, and just shut the door on him, and that's okay. Long, both of them drifting way wide at the exit of 17. This is going to be a great battle. Down towards turn one, then, and these two are the guys who are providing the entertainment at the moment as they're battling uh, down the field but this is excellent stuff as we've come to expect in this championship David Williams and Andrew Long go through turn one absolutely nothing between them looks at the moment as though the second of those two blue Porsches Andrew Long's 47 car behind the 37 just maybe leaning on it a little bit more he's tightening the corners up just pinching the, the exits of the corners trying to find a way through trying to show the nose of his car to the man ahead of him now what that's going to do to his chances later on meanwhile further up the field this is the battle for the lead and it has hotted up big time Elliot Skier now looks in his mirrors and sees nothing but that white hood of that Kelly Moss garage entry right in his mirrors they have closed that gap up and more importantly uh, I think he's brought Casey Coleman, pretty, yep, there comes Coleman, not too far adrift either. So this battle for the lead is starting to shape up in pretty good order. It is, isn't it? And Jesse Lazar here, we talked about him before. He's uh, made a switch of teams now, joining the uh, vast experience Kelly Moss organization for this race. Uh, and he is now really pretty, he puts a wheel onto the dirt on the exit there of uh, turn, turn 12. And he is beginning to really put the pressure on Elliot Skier for the battle of the lead in this race. Did see Elliot make a mistake, and I, I, we haven't got access to all of his lap times, but he, uh, he certainly his last lap was fine, and he's done it. His best times are two or nine zero, and against a two or nine double or eight for Jesse, who sits in behind him. Yeah, Jesse's got, you know, he's got a year of experience now. He's made his debut here one year ago. Uh, he had a good run in that first race one year ago. Qualified in the 11th place, moving himself up to the fourth position by the end of that race. And then he was a bit inconsistent through the year, certainly, Jesse. I mean, he was super fast on occasion, not so quick on other occasions. That is, I think, the thing that he needed to work on most over the winter. And with that Kelly Moss organization behind him, he's got a great opportunity now. He might take an opportunity down at a turn one, shows the nose, straight lines to the apex. Now, will Elliot Skier try and counter and come back underneath? The whole move here is where does Jesse put that car on the exit? I think, oh, for a minute there, I thought Elliot might try and make the counter move, but he couldn't do it. And, uh, boy, just some absolutely great racing. And you're right. I mean, you know, Jesse last year, when he got to the one track that he had track experience on, he won going away in a big win up at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. So this one's good. But check this out, gentlemen. We were looking at lap times here. The top five guys, look at their best times. A 209.01 for Skier, a 208.7 just now for Lazar, a 208.8 for Coleman, a 209.2 for Shine, and a 209 flat for Cironi, this group of five, you couldn't find a smaller blanket to throw over. No, the question now is, is, is that going to change? Now Jesse Lazar's got himself into the lead of this race. Yep. If he can focus uh, and uh, do what he knows he can do, he, maybe he now he can put some daylight between himself and, him, and his pursuers. For, for the moment at least, Elliot Skier just hanging on yes. in there in second place. There's a bit of a gap, maybe two or three cars lengths, but that's all. But he's going to come under pressure from Casey Kuhlman in just a few moments' time. And then he's in really the worst position of anybody that can be because he's yeah. trying to chase down the guy in front while keep the bloke behind behind him as well but he's it's not a case of jesse disappearing into the distance at the moment but my goodness that 21 card does look very strong well and i'll tell you what i think for uh, for elliot right now don't try and run jesse lazard down go to school on Jesse Lazar. This, he's yeah. a rookie. He's got test laps. He's got fast times. But now we're racing. Follow Jesse. Stay with him. Don't try and race him. Learn from that experience that Jesse has with a year in these cars. Yeah, go to school on a 17-year-old because yeah, that's exactly. what Jesse Lazar is. That's Cooler, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time that teenagers have won yep. races in this championship. It's <laughs> been the springboard here in the United States for a number of careers, Jeremy. And, and a, a lot of people burst onto the scene here because if you can drive these 
GT cars, because let's be honest, you could take these cars and put them into any amount of endurance races around the world. Many people do. I've seen them at Dubai and at Bathurst recently and at Mugello at the weekend. There was a whole class for these cars in the, uh, in the four plus eight hour race. If you can drive these cars, if you can drive them well over 45 minutes, that's about a race stint and that's great news for young drivers. It really is. And you have Madison Snow, we've seen now make some noise in the Tudor United Sports Car Champion, Sean Johnston, a, a, a champion over here a couple of years ago, doing some good work in Europe and got some more opportunities over there. Uh, Conor Di Filippi, well, he hasn't driven in this series, but you know, he's driving these cars in Europe as well. So, yeah, you know, there are lots of opportunities for youngsters. Uh, who can shine in this championship. Boy, two good battles here. That one for a six. David Williams, that lead number 37 in your frame, chased hard again by the 47 of Andrew Long. And their bits of cut and thrust have allowed that orange and white 26 NGT Porsche of Lucas Catania and the number 60 of Santiago Creole, another right motorsports car. We've got a four-car battle shaping up now for the sixth spot. And Creole joining this battle. Now I'll, I'll let you know that he and now Bill Pelicius in the 74 have gone around Jeff Mosing who continues to lead in the gold category but David Ducote up oh, in a little that's a Dave Baker I think the 56 21st position yeah dropped down a little bit but David Ducote has gone around both Sebastian Landy and the platinum car of John Getz and is closing rapidly on Jeff Mosing in the battle for the lead in the gold category and gold masters so both classes showing some pretty fierce activity. That was a, a nice gentlemanly start. Everybody v very well mannered. Now beginning to hot up as we are 12 and a half minutes into a timed 45 minute race here at Sebring Live on IMSA Radio as we're watching battles all the way down through the field. The sixth position at the moment, still the one that is under the most dispute. And I would say, gentlemen, that uh, Lucas Catania and Santiago Creel are just dragging back to the guys ahead of them, Greg, and shortly they'll be a four-car battle as we have a little bit further back. And this, looking out on the screen, Jeff Mosing just ahead now of uh, David Ducote and uh, John Getz, who is a platinum car, and Sebastian Landy in car number 49. That's a, another Gold Cup car. So this is a battle for the Gold Cup lead. Coming across the start-finish line now, heading into turn one, the 0-1 car ahead of number six. Then the, the 18 is a platinum car, but behind him, the 49, that's another Gold Cup car as well. So a great uh, three-car battle here for GT for gold honours. And I would say that Sebastian Landy in the fourth of those cars, the third of the gold class cars Greg is slightly frustrated at the moment he wants to get past the red and white car of John Guts ahead of him and try and get in on the action that's going on further up the road doesn't want to lose touch with first and second in the gold category meanwhile a little further up the road we're <laughs> back at this one it's unbelievable David Williams he must be getting tired of seeing Andrew Long lunge out look and not quite there. I mean, he's doing a masterful job of, you know, sometimes the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. You see that guy make the move, just hit your marks. Go in deep, drive as hard as you can, don't make the mistakes. Oop, couple of cars going around here. 36 is Michael Levitas just uh, turning around. This is oh, a turn yeah. number seven in the DSC car. No, not that DSC. Graham yeah. Goodwin can settle down. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I'm just... I don't know what the, you know what's happened here with Mike Levitas because he had so many gold wins and obliterated the gold mask. Well, there's been contact there. Oh yeah, the gold masters championship, and yet today down in seventh, there's the zero nine. That's I believe Oscar Arroyo. No, James, James Leslie. Leslie. 89 is a royal. Sorry about that. So uh, Well, they were battling for fourth and fifth in the gold category down in 17th and 18th position when they came to turn seven. And um, I would suggest, uh, my father was a detective for some years. I may have picked up something. I think they may have come together. You think so? Yeah. yeah I don't need to be magnified. Front of one car and the back on the other one. But you were talking about uh, consistently putting your head down. That's exactly what Jesse Lazari is doing here. T set the fastest lap of the race, the last two laps in a row. A a 208.191 as he comes across the line. That time, three quarters of a second quicker than Elliot Skier in second place, who still has Casey Kuhlman hot on his heels. Turn, turn seven spares. Turn seven spares.com. If you want uh, right hand <laughs> exactly. HID headlight for a 991. Well, and I, and I think Elliot may have just learned his first lesson of driving in this series is those opening laps, and even when Jesse went by him for a lap or two, he was really throwing the car around. And I watched Kuhlman behind him, but more importantly, Lazar, when he got in front of him, 
just on rails, making yeah. sure that car wasn't stepping out or anything like that. And he's kept the tires Jesse has underneath that car beautifully. And I think Elliott may have just overcooked him a little bit here. He's still seven tenths ahead of Casey Kuhlman, though, yeah. so he, he's held his position and his pace is still good. In fact, last time around was his fastest lap of the race for Elliott Skier, 208.9. As we see, one of the Kelly Moss cars to drive his. Oh, that's the car, of Missed. course, that was this yeah. 09 that was uh, in trouble at turn seven. He's made his way up to. To, oh, and seven again oh, is a problem. Well, you were talking about Sebastian Landy might have been getting a little bit frustrated being stuck behind that platinum car well he may have tried something and i see fluid uh coming out of the front those radiators on the sides there and if that got clipped there's going to be some fluid right there. oh that just looks painful as he it bounces does. over the curb to the inside yeah, now he's got out of the way and there's definitely fluid there. fluid there right on the apex of turn number seven so that battle between john goods and uh, sebastian landy has ended in uh, an issue for Sebastian into the braking area, goes up the inside. Well, in fact, he got past John Goats and he was having uh, a look at, I think, David Ducote there. No, no, what actually <laughs> happened was there, he, he was looking on to, to, to pass the number 26 car of, uh, of Lucas Catania. Oh. And he got little brakes way too low. It wasn't... It was, it was, who was, no, John Goetz, I beg your yeah. pardon. Yeah. He was looking at the inside John Goetz, but left his braking way too late. It was well past him and cannoned into the guy who was uh, sitting in front. Which was David Ducote. Which was David Ducote. So, yeah, uh, yeah that was... Uh that was a, an error of judgment and there. And uh, David Ducote wounded. That was the car we just had the shot of Correct. pulling off the track as well. So Broken up that battle, I'm afraid. Boy, and speaking of breaking up a battle, look what's unfolded here. Oof. That was a big, nasty wiggle error by the 15 of Casey Coleman. Yeah. He's uh, slipped back a bit on that last lap. That car seemed to be getting loose. That number 15 car of Casey Kuhlman slipped back now in third place from Elliott Skier. And now not too far behind Casey Kuhlman is his teammate Michael Shine and also that Mark Motors racing entry from Canada, Marco Cironi. Yeah, Cironi's driven a very measured race in the 88 car, and it's still very slippery down in turn number seven. No, no movement yeah. for the Sebastian car. There's the spin. Coleman. Yep. It is Coleman from third position. Yep. Casey Coleman has gone around on that uh, fluid that was left there by the 49 of Sebastian Landy, and that uh, he's just been caught out. Of course, that happened behind him last lap around, so he wouldn't have had a chance to see that. There are flags out there, and he's just tried to put a little bit too much power on. David Ducote's car a little further round the corner, there stranded to the left-hand side. There's, absolutely, there's almost a puddle there. You can yeah. almost see it being thrown up by the slick Yokohama tyres. And as good as these tyres are, Greg, they are slick tyres. They're not meant to move water or fluid or anything that's lying on the track. And they're very hot. And I am confident, knowing the corner working crew that generally staffs turn seven, that there are surface, uh, you know, surface debris, however you want to describe it, flags, that are being prominently displayed. And at a certain point, it's up to the driver to decide Am I going to trust them or not? And I think Casey just learned, trust those workers. They're there, they're there to help. And they were letting him know. And it looked like he hit that and he was, and he, you know, I mean, everything happened so quickly. He was exactly as he went to throttle is when the rears yeah. hit that water. And uh, now let's see. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm interested here to see what kind of lap Jesse Lazar puts in relative to everybody else. Because his last two laps, he's been running a half second faster than Skier. It turns a 209.6. And a two, well, actually, Skier... Came right with him this time, actually a couple of tenths quicker. Shine, everybody else so far at a 210, 211. So. Well, Shine, the new third place man. Yep. Sharoni up into fourth. Kuman uh, sitting at the side of the circuit after that spin, but recovered and then pulled away. And he's down to fifth position ahead of David Williams in sixth. And those are the three Masters runners, by the way 88, 15, and 37, running in fourth, fifth, and sixth. That is the battle for the Masters category. It is. And by the way, we're looking right there. It's Jeff Mosing. And now with everything that unfolded behind him, he's got a big, big gap. Obviously, with the Cody gone uh, and Landy gone, he's got a big margin back to the next goal place car, uh, which is Mark Yano, veteran of the series. Yeah, good to so see good Mark. Mark. Yeah. Uh, we're up in second place now in Masters in the uh, Gold Cup. And we just saw a glim glimpse there of, of Will Hardeman moving to the inside of John Goetz. And for some reason, I don't know what, Will Hardeman, I believe, started at the very back of the pack uh, in the qualifying. 
He'd shown yeah. up in the 23rd place, but I think he actually started from the back, and he's worked his way all the way up now to 13th place, and he's been turning some pretty good lap times along the way, even though he's been working through traffic. He's the guy we talked about a little earlier on. Uh, no experience, really, prior to one year ago. He'd never even been to a race. That didn't know anything about racing, but was invited to a charity event at Circuit of the Americas. He's from Austin, Texas, uh, and went out there and got to know some, some uh, a race team there from uh, from the, the guys at Moore Speed uh, and uh, did some tests. You know, got into a car, drove it, and the team was pretty impressed. They said, hey, you might have something here. Uh, and he's done a lot of testing and a lot of, sort of club racing and other events over the winter to get ready for this season. Cool, and, uh, yeah. We, we had a fun chat. There's there's David Dakota. who's so quick and fortunate to see him taking out. David Moore had a chat with us about Will, and he said he said he doesn't know why he's fast. You know, yeah. he has he has no experience. And he said, and you have to be very careful because he's smart, but he also when you say this guy's a coach, listen to him. And in one of the tests where they had a lot of different cars out on the track, he said, he said, just go out there, follow the cars around, follow them through the corners, you know. And he said he followed a prototype into a turn, and he said that was our first big discussion with him. This is Marco Cironi here going for a podium spot. Third position yeah. under dispute at the moment, or in dispute at the moment, as Cironi and Michael Sheen battling it out. Uh, Sheen in the 16 car. Just about holds on for the time. But again, guys, the heat is playing a part here. I have no idea what it's like inside the cars, but I can tell you that those Porsches on the Yokohama tyres are sliding around. This is extreme conditions here. And yeah. if you if you abuse your tyres here, you are going to pay big time in the next 22 and a half minutes. Exactly halfway through, Jesse Lazar leads on lap number 11 at the moment by 2.3 seconds. Yeah, over Elliot Skier, and the gap from Elliot Skier back to Michael Shine in third place, that's grown substantially over the last few laps. It's now about five seconds between second and third. And as you say, Marco Cironi, who's uh, had a podium finish here at Sebring before, looking to get another one now, currently in fourth place in that Carnival 88. He wants third. Looking right there again at your gold and gold masters leader, Jeff Mosing, who right now is uh, kind of running by himself. That said, Mark Yano, his last couple of laps have been about a half second quicker than Mosing. Problem for Yano is, is there's three platinum cars between himself and Mosing at this stage, so he's going to have to deal with them. Uh, one thing in watching what's going on uh, with Mike Shine and Marco Cironi, Marco, I've been watching him. Shine is one of those guys, I call him fast loose. He wheels that car. He's just, you know, and again, these are conditions where you've got to really be on rails and keep, you know, don't overheat those tires because it's slippery enough. And Chironi has just been glass smooth. Um, the three uh, three platinum cars between first and second in the Gold Masters class are, and 15 seconds, by the way, yes. as, as well. And, and that is probably more important than the, uh, or as important at least, uh, as the three bits of traffic uh, that uh, Marciano would have to get through. Jesse Lazar completes uh, another lap and uh, another, ooh, just a, another eight, seven, eight tenths of a second squeezed out at the head of the field over Skier in second place. Shine and Chirone in third and fourth battling it out and Casey Kuhlman settling into some decent laps now as well but has dropped eight seconds away from that battle for third place yeah it's just it's remarkable just did you see mike shine coming through one back into that car stepping out Cironi just very smooth through the heat here yeah. there's someone been off at the start of the back straight and as the heat here clears we can see that it is Number 19. That's, Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, that is uh, Will Hardeman. We were talking about him a few minutes ago. The guy with very, very little experience. Uh, and, uh, yeah, looks like he made a bit of an off-course excursion there. Right. Hit nothing. No harm, no yeah, foul. Absolutely. Got back on without troubling anyone else's race as well, which is also something that you need to learn. And the clocks, of course, uh, never worry about it's interesting they're talking to a couple of clerks of courses over the winter about driving standards and they say listen everybody falls off we have no issue with people making mistakes but we expect them to rejoin in a sensible manner and obey the flag signals so no problems there for the inex relatively inexperienced driver coming back on didn't spoil anybody else's race and that is part of motor racing as Jesse Lazar continues to lead the motor race with just under 20 minutes to run. Yeah, he let Elliot Skier get to about two seconds 
and then dropped the hammer, and uh, last lap, a half second quicker, this lap, two-tenths more, and he's up to 2.7. Yeah, and it's interesting that, isn't it? Because the times are coming down again now. Uh, earlier in the race, Jesse Lazare set the, the fastest lap of the race at a 2 minutes 8.1, and then when they, we saw that fluid laid down there at turn 7, times dropped down into the 9s, mm. and now last time around, Jesse Lazare at 2 minutes 8.3, so you know, the track is improving uh, as that fluid down in turn 7 has been dissipated by the cars running over us. Also, oh, yeah. I think what you're getting yeah. as well, if you've had a heat cycle on the Yokohamas, and they stabilise in the middle of the race, if you've looked after them, you'll get a pretty good run to the end if you haven't you could struggle to the tune of maybe one one and a half seconds a lap round a circuit that's three and three quarter miles around like here at Sebring back to this battle for third position which continues to rage on good to see a battle for the last step on the podium yeah Shine and Cironi they are after it here it's great fun and I was going to mention that that really points out that little bit of water and you saw some of the guys that weren't getting sideways they were going through it just good that's a second. Yeah. That's a second and a half that you don't get. I mean, that's how easily these lap times are affected. So when you see these guys that are out there just running those laps within tenths, within hundreds of each other all the time, uh, it's really remarkable uh, just what they are doing. We were talking at the Rolex 24 earlier when uh, we watched the car lock up a little bit. We were mm. talking about the limit. Well, the good drivers, the gift is they live at the limit. <laughs> they don't exceed it much. They live at it. That's the special stuff. That's their speed. That's their pace. Yep. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. Third place then still <laughs> being uh, contested. See what I mean about Shine? He mm. just throws that car around. And Chironi is keeping those Yokohamas right dead center underneath that car all the time. He's got. He's going to have a very strong car in the last quarter or third of this race. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, isn't it, to watch that. Somebody else who I think must have made a mistake last time, a cost of about 15 seconds, was Santiago Creel, the Mexican Carnival 60. He was on the tail of that four-car battle for 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth. Uh, and he's dropped back. Now, he's still in 10th place, so it's only cost him uh, a couple of positions, well, actually one position, to uh, Wild Bill Belichewski. But Santiago Creel now has got a lot of work to do to catch up to that train of cars again. That's first. There's second. There's the battle for third. So the margin, basically the length of the Almond straight from first to fourth at this stage. And again, boy, uh, is watching Chironi closes right up on the back of Shine, but he realizes I'm not there and I'm not going to do anything silly here. And, you know, we're talking about taking care of your tires in this race. You've got to take care of the cars because you've got to do this again tomorrow. What's interesting, though, what you're saying about fast playing fast, fast and loose effectively, and you write to the apex, but there's nothing wrong with how Shine is getting off the corner mm -mm. because he pulls out again. Certainly, it would look to me as though the white Porsche of Marco Cirone is a little better under braking and he seems a little more controlled to the apex, to the centre of the corner, but centre out. I don't know what uh, Shine is doing, but he's getting on the right-hand pedal nice and early and punching his Porsche out of those corners. Yeah, he is. He is. And you can see that aggression on the exits. Boy, Andrew Long finally got around David Williams. There he is. Andrew now has moved up into the sixth spot. Williams, right there now, the 37, is now under huge attack by the young Lucas Catania for NGT Motorsport in that orange and white number 26. And here he comes. And Thought here about he goes. It. Thought about it, yeah. didn't he? Swung across <laughs> to the right and just thought, I'm not there. But he's beginning to put the pressure on and just slid a little wide there coming out of turn seven, dropped the left hand Yonga Harmers onto the dirt. And we do see there's that car part to the apex there. Camera 49 was involved in an incident earlier on. We haven't seen whether there's a yellow flag That's perhaps. a very good uh, point. On, on, yeah. that, uh, on that corner. But from the camera angles, it's tough to see. But uh, that might I, I have to think there is. Yeah, would be my call because if you pull that flag and then somebody tries to move, somebody touches, they're going right into no, that they are, car. I agree. Indeed. And maybe so. that's why we saw the dodge yeah. back straight away that that, that flag is still there. It's a Takes shame it. because that's a huge overtaking area. There you it? go. Read yeah. my mind. Two minds, one thought. Well, almost two minds. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Maybe together, one mind. Oh, okay, but, uh, right, okay. The, uh, I, I have to tell you, David Williams has picked up his game from... It's really a joy to watch what he has done. He has just elevated himself and his performance here. It's spectacular, and I, I'm so happy and proud of him. He's really going after it right now. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's dealing with some pretty quick... 
quick people around him here. There is another look. Mosing still comfortably leading in gold and gold masters. Easy to think of him as gold with the car that color it mainly, helps. isn't it? In that bright yellow. Uh, sitting uh, just outside. No, he's back in the 10th, in fact, after the uh, trials and tribulations of everyone ahead of him. And he's actually... Uh, uh, doing some very decent lap times indeed. His best lap is a 10.5. He's now lapping at 11.5 as the race uh, continues. So uh, what's his gap to the rest of the field in his category? It is still Marciano who is there. And he's still about 13, 14 yeah. seconds. So Mark has closed down maybe 1.6, 1.7 seconds, but not very much more than that. And with time gradually running out, although still 14 minutes to go, uh, we have uh, Jesse Lazaro leading it from skier in second place, who is now in elegant isolation in that uh, red and white Porsche with some three seconds between himself and the leader. Again, he stabilised that lead. Seems to hold on for a couple of laps, and then Lazar just pushes on and squeezes out a tenth here. But now he's got the better part of six and a half seconds on the chasing pack. He has, yeah. The gaps between the first and second place cars and the second and third have been fairly constant over the last three or four laps. About three seconds between first and second, and about six, six and a half between second and third. Uh, you were just talking about the gold club category. Mark Young they're running in an excellent second place uh, okay he's helped by a couple of guys taking themselves out ahead of him that's uh, that's all part of this game but uh, mark's best finish thus far i believe in the goal cast is a third place finish a couple of third place finishes last year and i saw him yesterday at, at marion champlain's uh, place as you say that's the place to go to meet anybody <laughs> in this paddock uh, and uh, mark was uh, explaining some of the things he was doing to marion about about his uh, charitable uh, assistance towards towards veterans, ec uh, fe fellow former Marines like himself, and we would say, well, you you've got to go out and get yourself a podium this weekend to celebrate. So yeah, that's that's my goal for the weekend. And right now, Mark Yano in that car number 22 in second place in gold category. Still, this battle for third place is where the action is on the circuit, just across the start finish line, to start their 16th lap, and Shine and Chirone still well there's a little bit of daylight beginning to open up but it's, it's by no means uh, everything okay and certainly not comfortable now we've got a slow car on the Ullman straight which I would think looks like there it's may be a tire issue yeah, left rear one of the uh, yeah left rear one of the uh, right motorsports cars gear? is it Santiago Creel perhaps That's Creel. I think 60, yeah. yeah boy that had me going for whoa guys careful there is Mark Yano. Yeah, and by the way, we you know we've been following that great battle for third in the overall and platinum category. We have a great battle for the final podium spot in gold, shaping up too. Ooh, that was close, wasn't it? Mark Yano tried to go round the outside in turn and the exit of turn 17 of uh, who's that ahead of him? It is Jay, Jay Patel, Patel yeah, in that Kelly Moss motorsports car and found the wall is really quite close there on the outside. Of There's Creel. Creel's in the. He's had an eventful in the lane. Uh, boy, I was talking about, hopefully we'll get some shots of it. Third in the gold category, 15th overall, the 24 of Joe Catania, uh, Lucas Catania's dad, and Wayne Dakota, David Dakota's dad, in the 70. They are now separated by uh, four tenths of a second in their battle. So it's very, very close in what these guys are doing here in this battle for third in the gold cup, too. So hopefully we'll get some shots of the 24 and the 70. Uh, at some point, because that may be a pretty good scrap too, just like the one that's in the back of the frame right now. I'm very impressed that Elliot Skier has yeah. kept Jesse Lazar in sight. Now, you know, Jesse will say that he's controlled it from the front, and I'm sure he has done. 289 for both of them last time around, as Jeremy said. The times are coming back in, and the guys at the head of the field are keeping the pace up. There was nobody else on the track last time around who was under uh, a nine, and this time it's two tenths grab back by Skier to Jesse Lazar. 2.088 for the leader, 2.086 for second place. Shine and Tirone go through in a 9.4 and a 9.3, so pretty much no difference between those two, and they're now 10 seconds uh, and more away from the leader. Very impressed by Elliot because he has settled in, and I think he is now going to school a little bit on Jesse. And I think 
you know, think about it. It's his first start. Jesse, yes, he's young, but he's a, he's got a full season of racing. Behind him is Mike Shine, who's driven three seasons. Cironi, who's driven a multiple season. Casey Coleman and Elliott is in front of them. He is going to, if everything continues here, get a second in his first ever race wow. in this type of car, stepping up from the MX-5s. That's a, you know, that's a big step. And he's going to school. He's learning, now how do I race these? I've got speed. Now I need to learn how to race them. You're absolutely right. He is learning because he's just said his fastest lap yeah, of the race. Exactly. Uh, 35 minutes into this 45-minute race, 208.637 last time around for Elliott Skier. That his is his best. Uh, and he is just closing just a little bit. Yeah, I Lazar. think he's on another quick lap, Jeremy. He's leaning on that car in a way that we haven't seen him in the last few laps. Maybe he's just going to try and put a bit of pressure on Lazar, find out what Lazar has got left in the tank in the last nine minutes as we head into uh, the last nine minutes. Right now, it's the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama live on IMSA Radio from Sebring. And... Well, there's plenty of racing all over this circuit, Greg. This is Wayne Decody now and uh, in the 70, and he's come right up. This is that battle we're talking about here, the 24 and the 70. This is for the final podium spot in the gold category. Mistake. And it looked like a little mistake by Catania. <laughs> yeah, and what about the flags? Maybe that, you know, that might be something here Wayne may have not. You know, realize oh, that's Catania slowed area. right down. Yeah. Slowed right down. Well, I think he's maybe missed a gear or something well, he there. He that, certainly went in way too debris. deep into that yeah. corner yeah. Uh, and had to get right out of the throttle. It cost, him, cost himself an awful lot of momentum going into the hairpin. I wonder if uh, Greg's got that spot on, Jeremy. There was that... Uh, Turn7spares.com uh, headlight uh, <laughs> fixture there, which is a not insubstantial piece of equipment. And if he clobbered that by going wide, that would have been a fairly big clonk, and he might have been slightly worried, maybe dropped the wheel off and done some suspension damage, just giving himself a moment to, to see if the car was still okay. Meantime, at the head of that category, there is the 0-1 going through Jeff Mosing in 10th position. And then looking back down through the field as they come down towards turn number 17 we'll be calling it sunset at the weekend because guess what it does <laughs> that's John Getz and Oscar Arroyo in their own little battle for well essentially the 10th spot in the uh, in the platinum category those two are uh, these two guys having a good little uh, little dust up and that's one of the great things we've talked about this before even if it isn't for the lead two drivers eventually will find somebody that they're racing with at the same pace and even if it's for 10th 15th 30th they are having a superb battle out there and it's going to be interesting by the way skier trimmed another 10th off of lazar with seven minutes exactly to go so i you know i mean lazar might well be just you know driving the margin a little bit but i watched him the last two laps ago when they were going through that uh, 10 11 12 complex through cunningham and collier and lazar's car seemed to be sliding a lot more than it had earlier so i mean he's definitely he's kept that pace up and uh, and uh, well here here they are yeah, his last three laps for our race leader jesse lazar we've been within uh, a tenth of a second uh, in fact, uh, five of the last six have been within a tenth of a second. So that's that's, that's what you need at this stage in the game. System, yeah. And and you know if he's going to progress from this single manufacturer, single make cup series with Porsche, and if he's going to go on and catch someone's eye in endurance racing, the consistency of his lap times will be what they will look at. You talk yeah. to any of the guys from Le Mans through the Tudor United Sports Car Series into the European Series, any of those. They all talk now, yeah, okay, it's nice to be fastest. It's nice to do the fastest time. Qualifying, it's important. They all talk about average lap times over a stint, over two stints, over all the time that they're in a car. And that is what makes careers. If you can keep that average lap time to be consistent but quick, it's no good if it's consistently slow. That's what I would be doing. But if you are consistent and quick, then you are going to catch people's eyes and you've got half a chance of a job. Best of both worlds. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah, erratic doesn't get you too far. No. You know. Exactly. Let's see here now. Mosing, as we've talked about, has that big margin. I'm wondering now if Catania and Dakota, you know, there's about three seconds between them now after that little exchange. I'm intrigued as to, haven't heard anything from race control at this point about whether that was a pass under yellow. And part of it might be, you know, they will have looked at that certainly. And seeing that he had run deep, 
And if the pass happened past that car, yeah, then it's okay. Yeah. So that may have been why he was able to get through uh, and not be uh, be caught out by anything related to official concerns. Well, and also I have to say I have been looking at the shot as they're coming out of uh, five through six and down towards seven, and uh, it may be that those yellows have been withdrawn. It and could oh, be look at that drifting on the very, very ragged edge of yeah. adhesion, just a little bit of... Opposite lock, steering lock put in there to control the slide by Jesse Lazar as he comes onto the back straight for his 19th time and with four and a half minutes to go, that's going to be probably two, possibly three laps, depending on how hard he's got to push at the end of this one through the final corner and that those two very, very big undulations there. They really unsettle the car across the stripe, no sign of the white flag this no, time but I think it will be next time just about just over four minutes to go now we're doing a lapse of two minutes eight so good call there John and I reckon it'll be white flag next time around here is this this battle for third place coming across the line into turn one again Marco Cironi kind of faints to the inside that wasn't uh, an attempt to take the lead it was an attempt to try and distract Michael Shine and maybe he's done that because Shine runs wide on the exit and then has to defend his line into turn three and that's going to cost him a little bit of a momentum. But again, he punches out yeah, of these yeah. corners so the very down. well. Not sure what the suspension differences are or the setup differences between the two cars. There's not an awful lot you can do with these tyre pressures. A little bit of suspension uh, in terms of the uh, camber angles, but not much more that you can do. Down into the heavy braking area, turn seven, which is the hairpin. And there are no yellow flags yep, out at that there. point. That's so exact, yep. we can definitely say that now. And this is the battle for the third step on the podium. Shine in the red and white Porsche, the 16 car from Chironi. Now, Chironi will be planning and scheming. He knows he's probably only got maybe four and a half, five miles, a lap and a half of this circuit to make this stick. At the head of the field, Lazare knows that he's got, Jesse Lazare knows that he's got, for what, the same amount, maybe a little less now, to keep it going. And Elliot Skier has pushed him, and I think he's pushed him pretty hard here. But then in that last lap, Lazar turned one that was three tenths quicker than Skier, ballooned well, it right back up again. And I do want to end of turn three. That's a corner you can defend incredibly aggressively in and get right in the middle of the track and yep. defend. Because if you exit that turn, there's nowhere for the guy to make a counter move because of that very serpentine three four five. If you could defend into it, you're going to survive out of it. Other corners you defend like that, the guy just opens up, comes down underneath you. But three, you can make that uh, that kind of very, very aggressive defense. And that last lap around, though, as Jesse Lazare comes towards what we believe might well be the white flag. It wasn't that Jesse Lazare went quicker on that last lap. There yeah. is the white flag waved. So it is just one lap to go. It wasn't that Jesse was any quicker on the last lap. Uh, it was just that Elliot was a little bit slower. Once again here, Jesse Lazare, two more laps very consistent there. Two minutes 08.8. Mm. Both of the last two laps almost identical to the hundredth of seconds. And I think Skier did try yeah, a little bit in the last uh, four yeah. or five minutes and, and found out you know, where his car was on the limit. Give him yeah. you know, props for trying. Oh, he closed that down. Now here is the battle, gentlemen, with uh, just on about three miles to go for these guys. And Michael Shine in the red and white 16 holds off this, what has, has been pretty much a race-long battle between himself and Chironi, Jesse Lazar is finishing up an almost picture-perfect race, and he's got traffic ahead of him, but I think he'd be able to manage that with almost four seconds in the bank in the gold category. Jeff Mosing, uh, gold and masters in the gold, sitting right in the top ten at ten. That's not a bad uh, afternoon's work for him, Greg. No, not at all, and he has been superb. I mean, we've seen him in the Continental Tire Series where he has, you know, been in poles, and, uh, you know, he would have been a co-champion last year were it not for some back spasm uh, in an early round of the championship. He's a very good driver, there's no question, and just chooses to race in this gold category. So uh, Jeff certainly uh, is going to be a factor. I'm keeping an eye out here on this uh, scenario here in Yano. He's got 10 seconds back to Dakota, so that one now has pretty much settled the top three in gold. And they're all Masters drivers, so that makes gold Masters. Uh, Jeff Mosing, he won the, the gold class three times last year. His best overall finish was an 11th, currently running 10th overall right now. A lot of traffic in front of Jesse Lazar right now. Hits it in a nice place, though, Greg. Just coming down Boy, the back straight. When I you don't, catch it. <laughs> I don't think he's even going to try and go by the 50 
Is that the 51 car of uh, John Crosby? I, yeah, I think it is. Yep. So he can just lift off a little bit. He's managed the gap. He's got, he had four seconds or thereabouts. He came across the line. Jock this one up. Here comes Jesse Lazard to take the first round of the 2015 Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. That is a very mature drive for him and for Elliot Skier in second place. Held the lead early on, gave it up to Jesse. <laughs> Michael Shine holds on just from Marco Cironi for third and fourth position. 21, 14 and 16 on the podium. And then we're waiting a little while for Casey Kilman to bring the rest of the guys in. We'll say goodbye to Greg because he has got a gun, get sprayed with champagne and come back smelling beautifully again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that cologne that you wear is excellent. Yes, yeah, Moet. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Very expensive, those large bottles. Yeah. A pretty good run, that, Greg, though, from the guys that, they, that you're going to be talking to shortly on the podium. Absolutely. And, I mean, you, you, know, you take a look at Lazar, Skier, Shine, the podium in platinum. But Cironi, Kuhlman, and Williams, the Masters platinum podium. So uh, good days for them as well. And then, of course, we've talked about uh, the gold top three match, the gold Masters top three. But great racing throughout the field. I'm on my way. Thanks to Greg for his uh, wise words. Jeremy, it's a, a pretty decent way to start the season. A little bit of contact, which I think one or two people might be slightly raising an eyebrow at the first race of the first uh, event of the, the weekend. But we've seen that here at Sebring in the past. There's, there's a long season to get through. You don't want to be making too many enemies halfway through the first race of the year, do you? <laughs> No, indeed, and there's a good shot of uh, Mark Yano's car on the cool-down lap. Uh, uh, a career-best second-place finish in the gold category for car number 22, that uh, ex-Marine who's raising awareness and assistance for uh, military veterans uh, all over the country. Uh, great work he does out of the car, and the increasingly good work he does at the wheel of the car as well. He has to play second fiddle today in the gold class to uh, Jeff Mosing in that car number 01, but still a... a very fine, fine effort from Mark Yano and gradually working his way towards the front-running pace. Really good race all around. I mean, Jesse Lazar, that was a, an excellent drive by the young Canadian. 17 years of age from the Montreal area in Quebec. And he did absolutely everything he needed to do. Was, uh, made the, the uh, pass for the lead on lap five. Pulled away a little bit, then measured his pace absolutely perfectly towards the end of the race. And that enabled him, when he came up to some traffic on the last lap, he didn't need to, to get flustered to work his way through the traffic. He just bided his time and still had a handy margin over Elliott's skier to the chequered flag. So as we watch the slow down laps, we reflect on uh, 21 laps of action. And a great start to the season for everyone involved in the... Oh, and a spin there for Jeff, for Mosing. Jeff Mosing on his <laughs> slowdown lap. And I was about to say a nice donut, but I don't think he meant to do that. Coming out of 16 onto the back straight, uh, just pinched the corner a little bit. Maybe just a lack of concentration. It is hot. He will be tired. He's probably sat for the best part of an hour now. Uh, in that car and he just I think turned in a little too sharply and lost the back end of the car yep that's exactly what happened ah he meant to do that didn't he yeah absolutely. Uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have looked too smart if he'd fishtailed into the wall would it <laughs> looks fine like that Jeremy or if he'd been picked up by uh, the car following John Goetz or one of the other guys who were coming round behind him and T-boned him in the door, that wouldn't have looked too smart either. <laughs> He's made it to pit lane, all is well. It is, that car looks, uh, it's a great looking car, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, Mosley motor, motor Cars entry. We said this a couple of years ago, though, you know, the advent of uh, decals and vinyl and wrapping has meant that you can pretty much go wild with your designer skills on cars. Now, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but what it does mean for us commentators is there are very few plain white cars left in the world so at least we do get colours it also means that of course team cars which often isn't quite as good news for us tend to be done up in the in the same colours relatively easily they they wrap a, you know 20 bumpers or 20 bonnets or 20 rear wings well, all yeah. the same colours you're right the, 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 the right motorsports entries I think five of them this weekend they've all got kind of distinctive red uh, around the uh, 
the nose of the cars, and then they're primarily white, but that, you know, that the red noses really do stand out. Well, there we are then. Jesse Lazar takes the top step of the podium and the points for the first round uh, of the Porsche GT3 Cup USA, presented by Yokohama with Elliot Skier and Michael Shine making up the overall podium. In the Masters, Marco Cironi, Casey Kuhlman and David Williams uh, in the Platinum class. And the, the podium for gold is also gold Masters class. Uh, and that will see uh, Jeff Mosing uh, on the top step with John Goetz. Uh, sorry, no, John Goetz is a platinum driver, excuse me. Mark Lano and Wayne Decote, the two uh, gold drivers and gold masters drivers. Great day for the Canadians then, certainly in the platinum class there. Jesse Lazare, the youngster from Montreal, Quebec, uh, comes away with the overall victory. And Marco Cironi, born in, uh, in Rome, Italy, but uh, moved to Canada as a, uh, as, a young, as, a, as a youngster. So he's lived most, most of his life, life there, speaks... With a, barely with an Italian accent until you, uh, until you start talking to him. And then uh, if you ask him about it, it, Italian heritage, then all of a sudden out comes the Italian. Uh, so a real character there, but uh, you know, a little bit older is Marco Cironi, but he comes away today with a fine Masters victory. That, again, very, very nicely earned. Casey Coolman has to settle for, settle for second place in the Masters category. And if you enjoyed race one, the good news is race two from Sebring. And indeed, the bulk of the rest of the season will be covered here live on IMSA Radio. I'm John Hindorf for Jeremy Shaw and Greg Kramer. Thanks for joining us. We'll have more racing live from Sebring later on IMSA Radio. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.